0: Oh, heavens no! Do you have any idea what that does to your digestive system? Good thing I brought some nice, healthy vegetables! Welcome back to Privy. Privy is a podcast about bathrooms recorded here in my home bathroom. Uh, I am Hunter Hoover, your host. From the throne of of doom, which has been really what mine has been the last few days. Um, yeah, little bathroom check up here at the top. I'm on a weird uh, solid stool kick. It's not normal for me. Generally, it's loosey goosey, but it's yeah. It's been very nugget uh, centric, and so um, we're just learning. You know. We're learning how to interact in that space i I produced what I like to call a depth charge two today uh where you have the tiny like rabbit droppings and it splashes and hits you in the bungholio. I also had the other morning what I like to call a two burrito and cheeseburger emergency drop and so it if you you can probably put together what's going on there. Um, But yeah, those will make for a rough morning after. And the other thing, and this is just wild, today at at the day of recording, it's the first day of fall, uh, so happy fall, it's official. For those of you that busted out your fall decor and your pumpkin spice BS, you did it too early. Now you may proceed. Um, my wife has made a delicious loaf of pumpkin chocolate chip bread. Um, and so I'm flying pretty high with those. I'm just going to let you know. Really fall for me. It just really just means pumpkin chocolate chip season. And it is the slow burn leading up to Christmas. So strap in y'all cause it's going to be a fun ride. Also, I found it at long last. After about a month of searching, moderately diligently, I did, in fact, find and locate and have consumed Monster Mash cereal. So, this is not a cereal review podcast. We're not going to do that; that already exists. But it's good. Also, my tirade. I will use. I will use this podcast as a platform to raise a common grievance that I, I bring forth every year against what should rightfully be called the Transylvania Twist. Now, it has been mistakenly called the Monster Mash for many years, decades even, um, and I'm here again this year. This this episode of, of Privy will be my formal hunter's Formal launch of the 2021 Transylvania Twist Takeover. So um, stay tuned. Check out. Yeah, it. we got to make some changes. But it's the end of September and the day that this podcast actually releases and comes out, um, this episode, it's National Comic Book Day. If you didn't know that, uh, today the day this episode comes out is national comic book day and comic books were usually assumed to be related to superheroes. But originally when the first comic books were being made in America, that's where I'm at right now. Um, it was a book, this, this original comic, the OG comic was a, was a book called the adventures of Mr. Obadiah Oldbuck. Now, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that this was probably some sort of propaganda. It was made in the in the late 1800s, and this is not going to be like your Batman's and your Spider-Man comics. Um, but then again, neither is what we are talking about this week on Privy. We're just gonna just just splash right on in. In 2002, a little show debuted on Cartoon Network. It featured a group of kids who had a hideout in a treehouse, and the series was the series was actually the result of viewer polls that Cartoon Network put out. Cartoon Network did this this program and this this I don't really know, this agenda I guess called The Big Pick. The Big Pick was a 53-hour marathon in which the network of cartoons allowed viewers to pick which cartoon pilots would debut in the following years. This is probably one of the most broken and, you know, I'm not trying to speak ill of the Cartoon Network, but this seems like a dangerous approach, putting your programming in the hands of children and teens. It seems like a bad idea. And it's a reminder that democracy has its limits. That's what we've learned here. Uh, the show, the show Voted In, uh, was about a group of kid operatives who act as spies and secret agents while fighting crimes against being a kid. This show was Codename Kids Next Door, or KND for the hip and cool. Uh, And and honestly, the show was great. I remember watching this show growing up. Um, Nobody, I think, ever called it Codename Kids Next Door. It was just called Kids Next Door. Uh, And it had just enough, like, slights to the grown-ups in the show who are often portrayed as these, like, power-hungry corporate bosses um, and also they're like teenage siblings and others show up as villains in the show. And it, it's a really interesting look at at what it means to be a kid. Is really what Codename Kids Next Door um, is trying to capture. Kids Next Door was only on the air for six years. And it was, like I said, it was a phenomenal show. I say was because the last murmurings about the show came in 2016 when there was a spinoff show proposed, but it did, ne- did not get the green light. You know, 2016 rolls around, the show's pushing 15 years old, and uh, somebody's like, hey, you know, we should make a spinoff. Now, here's what I'm going to say. If they had only waited just a little bit, because nowadays, this is prime territory. like. You can't be a show from the 90s, early 2000s without getting some weird remake. So maybe they should try this again because I guarantee you there is a streaming service just itching to toss some reboot 90s and early 2000s cartoon into their lineup to just hook those viewers. Yeah, I guarantee, yeah, bring back Kids Next Door in the year 2021 2022 of our lord and i bet you any money there's a streaming service that'll pick that noise up quicker than you can say code name kids next door and people people will watch it it would be a delight you know what would be a sweet spin now that i'm just rambling we're not getting to the potty talk yet now that i'm just rambling you know what would be a wild spin for that show is if it kind of like rugrats all grown up but if it like, tracked these characters, numbers one through five, when now they are this many years removed. because the last episode aired in 2018, um, or 2008, I'm sorry, and so many of the like this is 13 years later. like these are not kids anymore. these are not children. And so if it was now them as the adults, what sort of fun antics and things could we play with in that um? Hey, Cartoon Network, TM, TM, September 20, it's your IP, so I'm not going to TM it, but the idea is here. Yeah, it was, so Kids Next Door was an excellent show, but it was also a comic book. And remember, today, the day this episode comes out, is National Comic Book Day, in case you forgot. Uh, We have to connect these dots because Hunter is stretching this time. Uh, and. The the Kids Next Door comic book, which now you can kind of get a feel for it by being almost a 23-year-old cartoon. Gosh, I'm old. I was in second grade when this show came out originally. What the heck? And I was in middle school when it ended? That's just wild to think. Anyway, um, Kids Next Door had many issues of a comic book, including one that featured a crossover between Kids Next Door, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Lab, Ben 10 and other Cartoon Network shows. That that comic sounds either like a very cool trip down memory lane and it's like Super Smash Bros or The Marvel's Avengers except for late 90s early 2000s Cartoon Network characters. And it It sounds either like a hot mess or a very cool trip. Um, Kids Next Door also had a number of comic strips featured in a Spanish newspaper wherein, like, think Garfield in its style, but the kids are fighting crimes against being a kid, you know, like flossing your teeth and eating your vegetables. Things that, now that I think about it, when I'm watching this show, I was like, yeah, forget these fools. Forget that broccoli. Get that get that green noise straight out of here. And now I'm looking at it, I'm like, if this if this dang child could just please just eat the leafy green thing. It will make them live longer. It will make them more powerful. It will as my son often puts it, it will give me more power. Eat your leafy greens. I and I think in saying that I just became a kid's next door villain. cute the other reason that we are talking kids next door because you know a lot of times there's these moments where we get into it (laughs) here and 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 we're like for for goodness sakes this is privy dang it when is he going to start talking about poop and farts in the bathroom and well Flushing the toilet. Well, we're getting there because we're, yeah. The other reason we're talking about this is when you try and find, so it's comic book, national comic book day. And so I went out and I was like, oh man, I could do a sweet, like I could talk about all the super cool, like bathroom related superheroes and super villains and it'd be super cool. And here's the thing. Those aren't very, (laughs) we're in short supply of bathroom-related supervillains and superheroes. Um, It's a pretty dry offering. Like, there ain't nobody turning up out here. So some, here's the deal. Some supervillains and superheroes use stink. And they use various ways to administer that stink to their opponents. And that's too general. Because stink does not narrow that down to the stink that is produced from your booty hole. Some superheroes like yeah, kids next door, though, the reason we are chatting about KND has what is both one of the lamest and most toilet related villains of all time. the toilet nader. the yes, the toilet nader. Remember, early 2000s kids programming. The toilet nader is, for lack of a better way of saying it, a wuss. He is a very, very weak villain, and his alter ego is Lou Pottingsworth. So Lou, as in the toilet, and potty potty, Pottingsworth. See, there's fun wordplay in his name, and that's why we're here. The toilet nator is actually a a running gag of the show in that the kids themselves could honestly they couldn't give a rip about this dude in most cases that the kids and evil adult industries incorporated the evil organization that the kids are fighting against often views the toilet nader as a laughingstock to be ignored or mitigated or sent out so he is out of the battle so that way he's not messing everything up. the toilet nader high caliber super villain. Um, his powers, as stated, are the power to quote control toilets, whatever that means, and can shoot toilet paper from his arms. And if I remember the show, there's times where he can like make the water like spray up and out of the toilet um. And if my if my current employer, phone, you know, if if one of my employers would could chime in on anything, it's this: you don't want your toilet to go in reverse. More on that later. But he has the power to control toilets and can shoot toilet paper from his arms. Uh, the toilet paper from his arms, I remember, he often uses that as a like wrap em up tool. He can shoot it out and it like like mummy wraps uh, his, his opponents. So not terrible. Uh, but I don't know if you've ever messed with toilet paper. It takes like none strength to get through that stuff. It's literally the thinnest paper you could find, which is wild that that's what we use to remove the poop from our butt with just mere millimeters between our finger that, uh, and this maybe would have been a power that could have come in handy a couple years ago during the, the great toilet paper panic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I digress. The toilet nator is the saddest type of villain. In that he exists, the toilet nator exists, and he does what he does. He seeks to destroy kids next door because he wants the approval of Mr. Boss the the leader and like the elder of evil adult industries incorporated he also i should say and this is where i will probably draw some fire from the kids next door fan and fans and community but in my opinion well my opinion well, in my opinion he doesn't make much sense to the world other than being a joke in and of itself and that's if that's his reason for existing, I'm all on board. Like, I'm all good with a potty joke and a literally, like, living embodiment of a bathroom joke. I'm I'm cool with that. But he doesn't make much sense to the world. Because most of the villains and most of the bad guys in Kids Next Door are, they go along with the things that we would expect a kid to hate. Like, Broccoli and asparagus and flossing and no recess and being grounded and spanking and there's all these different heroes that capture these things that kids view as negative in their in their lives and they put them as these like villains for the kids next door to defeat. But the the toilet nader just what does he stand for? Toilets? Like he's just the he's just a human embodiment of a toilet gag. Like Mr. Boss doesn't even like him. He doesn't have the same affection because Mr. Boss is often seen like trying to get this dude out of the way. Get him out of the way. Like I said, it's kinda sad. The toilet nator, and this is why like when I say, Hey, we need to do better out here with these toilet-related superheroes. But so what makes this guy tick? Like how does Lou Pottingsworth get to be the toilet nader? Like, what's a guy gotta do? You know, Spiderman got bit by a spider, and Batman had trauma. So, like, how do you get to be the toilet nader? In one kid's next door comic called Operation Histories, and every one of their episodes, well, most of their episodes. Are named Operation Something, and the word stands for something. It's like an acronym. We get the Toilet Naters' origin story, as well as his alter ego. Now, he used to be an executive at Evil Adult Industries Incorporated, but when the kids attacked the building site for the, the producing a new vegetable, asparagus. Lou Pottingsworth, in that attack, was trapped inside of a porta potty where he hid for safety. It was knocked over during the fight and then buried under the, the rubble of, of this destroyed situation. And the comic book states that Lou Pottingsworth had to survive on nothing but ur- urinal cakes, urinal cakes, which, Man, that's another topic for another day. Urinal cakes. Why are they called cake? Why? They already look like candy, big candy, to little kids. And then they hear their parents say, hey, yeah, that's a urinal cake. Guess what? You know, there's children that have tried. He's stuck inside this porta potty and he's feasting on these urinal cakes. Then, whether actually in an act of divine intervention or in Pottingworth's mind, due to again sustaining himself on urinal cakes for so long, he is visited by a toilet deity who bestows him with the powers of toilets. So after being visited by this, this toilet being and being given the power of toilets, he used his new powers to punish kids who wrote on the bathroom wall. Ah, ha, ha! now we're getting to the bottom of it. See, this is, this is the thing. Now we have an answer. What is his deal? Why is he a bathroom-related kids next door here, or villain? And this is why. Because he used to punish kids who wrote on the bathroom wall, who vandalized the bathroom, who would throw TP all over the place to, to gag each other. And, God forbid, they forgot to flush. Now, here's the thing. Y'all got to be flushing out here. Uh, you just got to flush the toilet. I don't know how to say it any other way. But, like, yeah, you just, you just got to flush it. Just do it. It's easy. Don't forget to flush. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's for real right now. He started out Lou Pottingsworth in the television show before he was given his backstory in the comics. He started as what would be as... It it was supposed to be a one-off joke. It was supposed to be this kind of throwaway gag with this toilet supervillain. But then he stuck around. Because, remember, Kids Next Door came about because the children voted on it they said we want that show with the teen how can we say teens the kids who are fighting adults for no vegetables and shorter school days no school at all he he started as a gag in in this show and stuck around because the same kids that said we want kids next door they said we want the toilet nader they liked him; they thought he was ridiculous, but they liked him. They liked the toilet-based, not so super villain. You know, somebody has to be the foil. Somebody has to be the one who is the jester and takes the fall. And the toilet nator is is that is that guy. He is the ridiculous, stupid villain that the kids next door needed. That people wanted to stick around and he went from being a one-off joke to a regular villain that has a lot of screen time. D. Bradley Baker voices the Toilet Neater. And I want to note here, until I began to look at this, I didn't really know who Mr. Baker was. But D. Bradley Baker voices characters from over 443 different shows or movies, some of which, and these are just... A few include all of the Bad Batch 5 from Disney's Bad Batch. Yep, all of them. All five of the Bad Batch. He voices them all. DOG from Milo Murphy's Law. Perry the Platypus. Perry, what a guy. Like, my son or daughter has a Perry the Platypus that when I click it, it makes the Perry the Platypus noise. That was probably D. Bradley Baker that came up with that. I love Perry the Platypus. I had no idea that Toilet and Inner and Perry the Platypus were related to those. But... He also plays Daffy Duck in Space Jam. Like, the dude has the chops. He is a, a voice actor extraordinaire. And he was tasked with bringing the toilet nator the guy behind all of those characters and many more voiced the toilet nator in kids next door some of those are more higher caliber roles than others but here's the deal he voiced the toilet nator it it's like you get it it's like the terminator do explained um it's it yeah it's wild to think that this one off character Was voiced by this dude that has like a pretty astounding list of of things that he has done as far as voice acting. So the idea, the thing is though, on Comic Book Day, we're we're kind of forced to talk about the toilet nator because here's the thing that that ain't many uh, superheroes talk about, and like that ain't right. There needs to be a better bathroom related superhero, a higher caliber bathroom related superhero captain crapper the amazing lou the porcelain maniac something as far as powers the the power to manipulate someone's bowels like just use your use your brain space with me for just a minute imagine the joker we all know him he's doing his whole thing you oh you want to see a magic trick he's doing that whole and he's Doing the thing with the bus, and he's got to choose between the bus full of all that stuff, and then all of a sudden, like when he's doing his whole bit, he's like, "You want to know how I got these scars?" Oh, bleep! I have to go, and he just bum rushes out of the scene, holding his butt, because who's that standing behind Batman? It's the Brown Streak, and the Brown Streak has made the Joker almost flat soil himself. Fart propulsion, constipation powers. There's plenty of untapped territory here. And as far as powers, you know, like, yeah, there's a lot to work on. And so if you have other ideas for a bathroom-related superhero, share it. Tag the show at PrivyCast. And if you're brave, use use the hashtag Toilet Hero. Hashtag Toilet Hero. I want to see what's out there. If you know of a Toilet Superhero that I was unable to find, and it's probably out there. I probably should put this call out there. But, like, yeah, find it and send it to me. I want to see this stuff. Happy National Comic Book Day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This brings us to the end of another episode of Privy. Uh, We would love for you to connect with us at social media at PrivyCast on all social media. uh, And you can send us an email, PrivyCast at gmail.com. We would love to get those emails. Leave us a review. The five-star rating is our favorite. And if you leave us a review, write something in there, we'll try to read that on the show. Um, We're going to start reading more reviews as those come in. So we would love for you to do so. We would like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of Barroom Ballet as our intro and outro music. You can find Kevin's music at Incompetech.org, and he's licensed under Creative Commons License Attribution 4.0. Thanks, Kevin. This has been another episode of Privy. Thank you so much for joining us. And now, as always, don't forget to flash...